Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Tuesday, the 15th of June. Today, we're talking about an Aussie delivering the greatest swim in history that didn't even break a world record, why Victorians still won't see footy even if they see restrictions ease, and free-falling dragons. But first... The Olympic Games represent the pinnacle of many athletes' careers. Getting to the Games is the reason they train their asses off and count calories and drink protein shakes, while us mere mortals can't wait to get to the pub for the Tuesday night $12 pint and palmy deal. So who would want to rob an Olympian of their dream? Paul Gallen, apparently. Their number one concern is the Olympics. That's their number one concern. I'm here to tell all of you, justice you included in your team. I'm here to do everything I can to make sure you don't go to the Olympics. Let's break your jaw, break your face, break your arm. Bring it, bring it. I don't it. care what it is. I'm going to do bring everything it. I can to break something in you so you don't, you don't go to the Olympics. That dream since you've been seven years old is going to be f- We are just one sleep away from the fight-branded Termination Day between rising Aussie heavyweight star Justice Hooney and former rugby league star turned boxer Paul Gallen. And while Hooney and his team have one eye on the games in Tokyo, Speaking at yesterday's press conference, Gallen wants to end Hooney's Olympic hopes. I'm going to try and break something. Let's go. You know that. Just make sure you know that. Let's go. Okay? Everything, anything I can. I don't care what the referee does, anything. And try and ruin your dream. Note to self, don't tell Paul Gallen about any of my childhood hopes or dreams. The Olympics is scheduled to start on July 23rd, which is less than six weeks away, which ironically is about the same time it takes you to recover from a broken arm. But if you're wondering what was said to get Gallon so riled up that he wants to destroy Hooney's Olympic dream, you can thank fight promoter Dean Lonigan for that. We're in a two-horse race. On my left, this is Winks, right? This is probably the best prospect ever to come out of Australia, certainly the best prospect at heavyweight, and could go on to do great things if he lives up to his potential. OK, Hooney equals Winks, got it. So Gal is what? Black caviar? Maccabi Diva? But if this is Winks in a two-horse race, this is Eeyore. Ooh, yeah, that stings. And no matter how hard little Eeyore trains, no matter how fast his little legs go, it ain't going to help him when he's up against Winks. Just right for not much of a donkey. Jeez, it'd be embarrassing if Winks gets knocked out by Eeyore tomorrow night. The state of Victoria is slowly returning to normalcy as lockdown restrictions look set to ease later this week. But it won't happen in time for the footy this weekend. There'll be no matches in Melbourne again this weekend. The two matches due to be played here in Melbourne have been moved to Tasmania. The AFL couldn't get enough assurances on the crowds from the government. So this is what we're left with. North versus Brisbane has moved from Marvel Stadium to Hobart on Saturday. Hawthorne versus Essendon switches from the MCG to Launceston Sunday. So Melbourne's footy loss is Tassie's footy game, which is ironic given Tasmania's been banging on about wanting its own team. Well, now it gets four teams in one weekend. And while the Cats will still play their scheduled home game against the Bulldogs at GMHBA Stadium, fans will not be allowed in for the fixture. But despite all the upheaval, AFL Supremo Gil McLaughlin did find an opportunity to clear up one of the game's more recent scandals. Participating in the Freeze MND slide fundraiser at the MCG yesterday, McLaughlin dressed up as infamous American performer Meatloaf from the 2011 AFL Grand Final and explained the game side of that disastrous performance. He bought 
great shame and disgrace to the whole game of Australian's football. He said we underpaid him, he got half a million dollars, it was 499000 too much. And I've lived with it, even though it wasn't my decision, it was everyone knew it was Andrew Dimitro's. I have lived with it every day for a decade and it is time to exercise the demons. On the back of yesterday's efforts, Fight MND has now raised over $50 million in the search for a cure for motor neuron disease. And the charity's co-founder and former Demons coach Neil Danaher was yesterday appointed as an officer of the Order Australia in the Queen's birthday honours list. Well done, Neil. Yesterday, we alerted you to our next swimming superstar, 19-year-old Kayleigh McEwen, who set a new world record in the women's 100-metre backstroke. Well, here's another name you should have in your black book for Tokyo. Ariane Titmus, the third 50, the money lap of the 200. Here comes Ariane. Ariane Titmus went within a bee's old fella of breaking the 400-metre freestyle world record when she won the event on Sunday and booked her spot on her very first Olympic team. Then last night, she backed it up, winning the 200-metre freestyle. What a time! 153.09. That is unbelievable. That is flying. That's a 1.2-second personal best time. In fact, I think that is the greatest 200-metre freestyle we have ever seen from a woman. Because remember, Pellegrini did that in a super suit. suit. Titmus time was the second fastest in history. But Grant Hackett's commentary placing the swim as the greatest ever swim by a woman over the distance is due to the fact the world record held by Italian Federica Pellegrini was set in a now-since-outlawed super suit. Where is my super suit? So remember the name, Ariane Titmus. The 20-year-old they call the Terminator is one we might see atop a podium in Tokyo. The St George Illawarra Dragons are... Having won just two games of their last eight, they headed into yesterday's game against the bottom place Bulldogs, hoping to shore up their spot in the top eight. But instead... Issues for the Dragons. Celebrations for the Bulldogs. Just their fifth win in a season and a half. The 28-6 loss amazingly wasn't even the biggest story, as midway through the match, a report emerged that Dragons half Corey Norman has been told by the club that similarly to fullback Matt Dufty, his services will not be required beyond the end of the season. Yeah, well, we just had to make a decision on on Corey and we gave it a lot of thought and I, I spoke to Corey uh, last week and just let him know that he wouldn't be um, offered a contract and he understood we got some good young halves coming through and, and we move forward. Dragons coach Anthony Griffin after the game not seeming to be too bothered by Corey Norman leaving or by losing the game. And that is your Fast Fun Hit of the Sport for Tuesday, the 15th of June. I'm Liam Flanagan. We'll catch you tomorrow for another edition of The Scorecard. Listener.